Cork are in serious trouble. In the Munster Championship, they're going to get beaten. They're going to get beaten early. And when the Cork crowd turn against them, they turn so harsh. The Football Pod is available every Tuesday exclusively on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. We are reacting to the weekend's rugby with Alan Quinlan, who's with us on the line. Alan, how are you getting on? Good on now and yourself? Yeah, very well. So if we start with the senior men on uh, on Saturday, uh, I guess if we look at the season as a whole, the Six Nations as a whole, plenty scored, not a lot conceded, a triple crown in the bag and also still a long way to go it feels before next year and the World Cup. I think that's a pretty positive way to be coming out of this year's Six Nations, right? Yeah, it is. Um, on. I think there's um, it, it kind of had a strange feel to it on Saturday. I think... Um, there was an expectation that you know Ireland were going to win this comfortably. They did in the end. Scott, Scotland were pretty uh, fired up um, in desperate in a desperate kind of situation, given the con- controversies they had in the Scottish camp uh, that kind of came out on on, on Friday. Um, a lot of pressure on Gregor Townsend in Scotland, so they were always going to you know put in a a, a serious fight. But um, I thought Ireland. We're, we're good at times, um, made some mistakes and errors. Um, they're not the finished article, I think. So they've gone through the gone through the tournament with four from five um, wins. So I think that's a pretty good return. Um, I think they'll they'll still be a little bit frustrated about what happened in Paris against a very good French side, but overall they'll be very pleased and um, they played some brilliant rugby throughout this tournament. It's no harm being a little bit frustrated the year before World Cup. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's, I think the thing, the thing that, what do Ireland need to get better at? Well, they gave away fifty penalties in 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 five games. Um, if you go back to the right to the start when they with a really dominant performance against Wales, um, six penalties in that game. If you want to be really dominant and kind of get close to an indicator. Of, of 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 your dominance and um, discipline is a big part of it and I think you know the six penalties against Wales would indicate that you know Ireland were very disciplined had a lot of ball made good decisions didn't turn over the ball um, as much um, were trying to play this expansive game but the penalties do hurt you if you're in the double, double figures it's hard to win games now Ireland did have uh Turnovers conceded in that game. There was 19, which is still pretty high. Um, and, and that's probably one area where, you know, if you want to get better, um, if this team wants to get better, is is protecting the ball. Um, 85 turnovers in the five games. It's a bit high. It is too high. It's too high. There's no doubt about that. Um, the type of game they're playing on, I think they're going to make mistakes and they're going to lose the ball and, and, and knock it on at times and some passes aren't going to stick but turnovers conceded is, is right across the board that's line outs and drop balls loose passes um, breakdown work it's the full package so um, their they're knock on turnovers were kind of fairly low I think but that's an area where they need to prove probably discipline and and the turnovers conceded um, you can always get better at different parts so obviously the scrum 
um, the English um, the scrum against England there was a couple of scrums late on in the game and getting more depth in the, in the squad but to score 24 tries um, and concede four they're not winning the tournament France are winning the tournament mm-hmm. they only scored 17 so does that really matter but it's an indicator and, and a pleasing indicator from an Irish point of view that they're 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 attacking um, their game has improved a lot and I think that's where probably we we were kind of um, inadequate at the last World Cup the ability to, to to take scores and create scores out of out of moments of pressure um, so I think they've expanded their game brilliantly and um, it's a really pleasing return I think you know it's not ideal um, but to go to have England and France away in 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 the Six Nations is always the harder proposition and to win it just goes to show what they did in 2018 was was incredible to win in Paris in that first game and then the bonus point victory in Twickenham or the the, the big win in Twickenham at the end for the Triple Crown the Grand Slam was was phenomenal but plenty to work on and I think but still very very positive signs about where they're going uh, Rob Carney was making the point at the weekend that Ireland needs to be careful to not get uh, a reputation about the lack of depth that they have in that front row that if they get late into a game and the, uh, the I guess the, the subs are coming on that they don't get this sense that you know the refs will just penalise them because they know that they're going to be creamed up front um, or, or over a period of time so how do Ireland go about changing that over the next little while assuming that a generationally gifted uh, other loose head doesn't also emerge for example as a, as a backup to a fully fit porter um, It's perception isn't it mm. um, it's, it's crowd perception and, and you know, sometimes referees are swayed if you're away from home. Um, a scrum tweaks or twists or turns somewhere and the, the home crowd are going crazy. The referee kind of um, goes with that that pressure. Um, you want to try and... You always hear the word creating a picture of uh, the picture the referee sees in the scrums because sometimes um, uh, there's penalties awarded for one side and, and you look back and replays and you think that penalty should have went the other way. And it's very difficult on the referees because sometimes it is an interpretation and there's things that they don't see and you have the benefit of seeing it in replays. But um, I think it's the perception of the referees as well. And that does happen. It does happen if you have, um, you know, this narrative that there's issues that with, with any team scrum, you kind of, you go with the narrative when, when, Someone gets gets that go forward situation in 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 a, in a game. So, um, how do you change that? You just make sure that you're kind of squeaky clean and the pictures you're providing to referees, not not just on the day, but there's no examples when the referees meet up, um, the international referees, and um, they have their their conversations at different stages of years before tournaments. That there's no pictures of Ireland scrum that. They're illegal, or that they're they're under massive pressure, or that they they can't scrummage square. Um, so that's that's something that you have to work on. But you know, I think getting Andrew Porter and Ronan Keller back will will help massively. The experience that um, Dan Sheehan would have had from a scrummaging point of view, and the different sorts of pressure that he's he's incredible around the field, and um, it's just making sure that you get that part of your game right as well. Um, and trying to get some more depth as well, of course. You want more depth there. Um, Keane Healy has been around a long time and has had a phenomenal career, but 
you need impact off the bench. Dave Kilcoyne came on the other day and was, was very good as well. And sometimes when you're chasing a game, you're going to get those penalties that, that go against you. And there was a couple in the scrum. Um, again, that picture wasn't correct. So it's something that Ireland need to really work on. The finding that depth is an interesting one because I guess the Dan Sheehan emergence has has come from an unfortunate injury to Ronan Kelleher. Now, in fairness, people have been talking up Dan Sheehan for quite some time, and he's obviously and a brilliant, brilliant rugby player. But are there other areas of the pitch that that you would have liked to have seen Ireland explore a little bit more depth in before the end of this year's Six Nations? And I ask that obviously in the context of the next three games being New Zealand's. Um. I'm not sure. I think um, it, it, Ireland needed to to have a good Six Nations and needed to challenge for it because um, you're talking about a narrative of scrums. You, I, everybody's talking about Ireland now that they're they're right up there again uh, with one of the best teams in the world. Um, France are probably being ranked number one. Uh, New Zealand will certainly have something to say about that in the summer. Um, South Africa as well. So. But just from a Northern Hemisphere point of view, there's France and Ireland have been better than the rest. And so they're in a good place now. And, and you know, when when teams play Ireland now and, and going forward, I think they'll they'll know they're playing against a very, very good good attacking side. I think a lot of the French players were stunned at um, the accuracy and, and the way Ireland attacked in that second half and just their overall ambition. Um I spoke to a few few contacts in, in, in close to the team, and they were really incredibly impressed um, with the way Ireland played in that second half. And obviously, they realised that if you if we, they, they let Ireland keep going like this, they're going to win the game. But their reaction and just the, their their ability to attack—that's something that we weren't talking about in the last few years. On so building on on, I think if you look at the back three with Hugo Keane and James Lowe. Andrew Conway, Mac Hansen, Balakoon, Jordan Larmer. Um, we're getting a, a real kind of depth chart there, which is brilliant. Um, concern would be if, if, if because Keenan has been so good under the high ball and, and what he's done, who can play full back if they step in there? But, you know, Andy Farrell has introduced a lot of players to this team in the last 18 months and players who you'd be you know very confident can can get better learn from their experiences being in around the squad um so i wouldn't have made any more changes really because you know you're trying to win a six nations but the summer tour will be really interesting it's not really a tour that you're kind of going well we'll experiment too much there but the whole experience have been you know there'll be one or two maybe surprises going that that tour but i believe and look from from uh, you know the players that are there, the vast majority of them, uh, one or two are, are you know in their thirties and the wrong side of thirty. Um, but he's got to make a decision now very quickly about you know who goes to World Cup and and who doesn't in his own mind. I know it's a long way out still. You've got a summer tour, November internationals, another Six Nations. So I think um, I there's no real situation I go that this player should have got more game time. You know, Mike Lowry and Robert Blackhoon, James Hume, they bring a, a lot of excitement, youth and enthusiasm. And I think they're gonna be they're gonna have a big say when it comes to the World Cup. They could be starters by then. Yeah, for sure. If if we look back then at the some of the storylines of 
the Six Nations as a whole, I guess it doesn't really get any bigger than the, the Sexton succession plan. And I'm just interested in your thoughts on what we learned on Saturday about it, because I guess I did feel after the France game that Joey Carberry was in with a, a real shot of, of taking that 10 jersey, at least for a little while. And then it feels that he loses that opportunity against Italy and there's more distance now between Sexton and Carberry than there was before that France game, it feels. Is, is, is that a misreading the situation or, or, or do you go along with that? Yeah, I don't know. I, um, I think what happened in Paris um, was, was, you know, Joey Carberry's performance and um, what he did there, I think, was very pleasing. Um, didn't didn't set the, 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 you know, didn't have this phenomenal performance and, and incredible Irish win, but he played well. Um, I think there's there was probably a few faults in his performance. Nobody has a perfect performance, but I just thought Saturday would have been an opportunity to get him on the pitch earlier, um, deal deal with that situation. Um, when you're cap, when you have your captain and it's it's a triple crown and he hasn't played much in the last few weeks himself. Um, it's it's a difficult one, but he's got to start start in New Zealand. I think that'll be another step for him to to start one of those tests in New Zealand, but. Um, getting him on earlier on Saturday would have been something that I, I would have liked to have seen. Um, closing the gap is is about, you know, Joey Carberry needs to play well for Munster now for the rest of the season. Um, he needs to get loads of games under his belt and avoid, avoid some injuries, hopefully, because um, one of the big problems with him at different times is, is lack of match practice and match hardness that you get. But... Um, there's no quick fix solution to the level that Sexton plays at and, and what he can do. Um, but that that's still an area for concern. You know, if Johnny Sexton gets an injury or doesn't, something happens to him, doesn't make the World Cup, um, you know, there is a bit of a difference and that's still there. But I'd be confident that Carberry, if he finished the season strong and he gets a good run, he needs a bit of luck too with, with injuries. Um, but you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't in this situation because your captain is 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 your number 10. Um, and I think New Zealand has to, he has to start to test New Zealand and deal with that pressure of, of what he did in Paris again and try and build on it. In a way, is the current situation the ideal situation for the Ireland coaching ticket because you've got Sexton as your starter and Carberry as your substitute who as we saw at the weekend was brought on at full back that you have somebody on the bench who can cover two positions and if something happened to Hugo Keane in mid-match you have a ready-made substitute there as well did they almost prefer Carberry as a bench given his versatility or I guess the apparent versatility I don't know I think they should have brought him on earlier right. even if they weren't taking Johnny Sexton off I think they should have brought him on but 20-25 minutes ago would have been um, an opportunity for him you know I, I my son was watching back and, and some stuff on YouTube and I was watching Joey Carberry the other day and, and playing for Leinster and playing at full back and just the broken field running and the, the confidence and the, the sidestep and the ability to, to put passes and put people away he's an incredibly talented player um, so you know it would have been a great opportunity to get him on earlier it didn't happen um, as I said, I hope he plays um, and does really well for Munster between now and the end of the season uh, himself, and just gets lots of games. And um, but having a playmaker like him, and you know, he hasn't probably played at fullback for a while. Um, but 
you know, he's he's a player that that they've got to try and get the best out of. We know he's talented. Um, they've got to try and find a way to get between here and the World Cup, um, optimize his talents and and make sure his confidence is is, is pretty high if they can. Just rewind then to earlier on uh, Saturday afternoon, seeing Italy finally get over the line, finally get the job done, getting a win on the board in the Six Nations. It has to go down as one of the great recent moments in Six Nations. It was incredible. Um, I, you have to, I don't know where Wales, how it happened and why they were... Um, you know, I think with Alan Wynne Jones coming back, 150 caps, Dan Bigger, 100 caps, um, incredible characters. Uh, they've contributed so much to Welsh rugby and international rugby, British and Irish lines. Did they get sidetracked? Did they, you know, the Welsh team, the Welsh crowd take their, their eye off the ball a little bit? Um, and let's be honest, it's that performance kind of blew everyone away, really. We didn't see it coming. You know, they'd lost their previous 36 uh, six Nations matches in a row. Um, they ran Scotland close last week. There were certainly moments in that game where I thought there's there's potential here um, and Kieran Crowley is is making progress with them. But just when they get into crucial areas, they're lacking that that precision, that that patience, that accuracy to 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 capitalize and score tries. And they give up a couple of long-range tries to Scotland last week, and then they fight back at the end. And I thought, well, it's 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 a better performance. So we didn't see this performance coming. We didn't see this results. And you know, I would uh, I would have played against Marco Bortolami a lot, the former Italian captain. Um, he's a great fella, um, and he's 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 obviously very passionate about Italian rugby. I was in touch with him a few weeks ago. Um, when there was a lot of talk about South Africa and booting Italy out and get replacing Italy, and we've all had an opinion on that over the years. And I know if you're a Welsh person this morning, you're not pleased uh, being being the ones kind of that that Italy finally got that win against. But it's so significant and so important for them. And you know, it was incredible. I think anyone who's who would have seen that or even picked up on it since. Uh, to see that kind of emotion in sport when Garbisi kicks the, the conversion and just their whole reaction was was really special and um, it was a lovely moment for them and for the likes of Castro Giovanni, uh, Marco Bartolami, the Bergomasco brothers, all these people, um, Sergio Parise, mm. um, who put so much, so much into Italian rugby and they're incredibly passionate um, about, you know, playing for their country. I think it was a special moment for all all those guys as well. And um, unfortunately, from a Welsh point of view, they're the ones that lost the game and they have their issues. And that's a big concern. But um, the Six Nations needed this. They needed Italy to beat somebody. Um, and hopefully it continues. Hopefully they can build and get stronger. But it was just a lovely moment. One of those moments in sport that you go, wow, to see that passion and emotion from, from people and, um, it was a lovely moment for them. Yeah, it was absolutely class. Like if you look at that question around Italy at the moment, and maybe it's not an exact science whatsoever, but if you make a cursory glance at the under-20s table and seeing Italy not finishing bottom, not finishing second bottom uh, in, in that table, does that give you hope that maybe those questions will just fade into the background a little you know, bit? They, 
they beat England. They're under twenties yeah. beat England. They've won three games in their twenties, I think, and they beat Wales yesterday. So it was an incredible weekend for them um to win. Um they're the, you know, that that gives you hope and confidence. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna start winning lots of international games, but you you for the Six Nations, I think it's um for them to avoid a wooden spoon again and and uh, you know to uh win a game was was absolutely brilliant and I think there's 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 a lot of good players there um the connection and that kind of ruthlessness and this ability to to win matches has been lacking they make too many errors when they get into um you know crucial areas but um that kind of optimism a few weeks ago when they beat England under 20s kind of started and you know there was a lot of negative stuff going on around them being out of the Six Nations so um, it'll be brilliant you know to be able to go to Rome or have Italy come to Dublin and us not expecting this big result this bonus point victory um, and that it's going to be a tough game and that you, you have to work hard and that you never know you may lose in Rome everyone would love that to see that for um, in the tournament from 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 the outside looking in um, and we look they still have a bit to go and a long way to go and it's work in progress but to get a win like that and it, particularly for it to be away from home was incredible even the optimism on around what Ireland did this 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 uh, tournament but also the under twenties winning a Grand Slam yesterday yeah. Um, that's brilliant for, 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 for Irish rugby. You know, you're box ticking there a situation you're saying, well, you know, there's a grand slam for our under twenties. We're, we're doing something right. The programs are working. There's a lot of good young players now potentially would come through from that under twenties. Nobody really gave them much of a, a shout before the start of the tournaments. Um, Richie Murphy, the head coach has done a, a wonderful job. Um, was talking them down um, wasn't really sure where they were going to be at themselves um, worried about the physicality and the size when you play France and England um, the win over in Paris for those under 20s well they, they'll never forget that you know people often ask me about different stages of my career matches and you remember certain games those young fellas will never forget that win in Paris and you know, they were on the back foot for long periods of that game, but the way they dug in there, won it at the end with that Ben Brownlee try. And yesterday down in Cork, being able to win a Grand Slam, they were utterly dominant and blew Scotland away. So there's there's certainly a number of those under-20 guys will will, will come through and, and play professional rugby and, and hopefully you know go on and play for the national side, so, the senior side. So, so what happened, Alan? Why, why didn't those fears about Ireland in the under-20s Actually, come to be was was it literally just talking things down or or is this no? I think I, I think with with, with a lot of these players and it's uh, for all you know with COVID a lot of the under twenty players would have missed out on schools games and under nineteen games in the last two years they would have been just they were the first to be kind of canned and cancelled you know they weren't played those games weren't played behind closed doors tournaments were cancelled so they didn't play a lot of age grade rugby in the last two years because of COVID. Um, so we didn't, it was a little bit unknown. And when you're playing England and France, the depth charts they have, there's a couple of players that weren't available to Richie Murphy through injury, particularly in the second row. Um, so uh, there was a kind of a fear that maybe, you know, physically they weren't ready. Um, look at Conor O'Tierney. 
um, the second row who's played throughout the, the tournament. He's only 18. He's playing second row, you know. There's a big difference there being an 18-year-old and a 20-year-old. I know he's 19 in a few weeks, but he's underage again next year. There's a good few of these are. Um, so it's a brilliant, um, it's a brilliant return for Richie Murphy and, and 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 the under twenty side, and uh, gives great optimism and hope for, for that these players can come through and, and and an excitement. Yeah, absolutely, Alan Quinlan, great stuff. Thanks a million. Cheers, thanks all. Quinny there, of course, is the host of the Red Seventy Eight podcast as well, which you can get on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. 